Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, an update on Anthony Davis's knee, a, an update also on Kendrick Nunn potentially coming back, and getting ready for, I, I guess we can try to analyze the... Dem- no, we're not. Just AD and Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Dave McMenamin of ESPN uh, reported that the Lakers are optimistic that Anthony Davis will be able to come back here in the uh, during the Grammy trip. Uh, so that is good news. I thought between not getting information on AD's knee after practice a couple days ago, and then on top of that, the giant knee brace that he was wearing when he was just shooting around, uh, both of those additions to the news cycle, uh, made me a little nervous about when he would be coming back. So hearing that the Lakers are optimistic on this front is is great news. And the Lakers desperately need him. You know, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets just absolutely ravaged the small Lakers front line. Dwight tried to give it a go, and uh, Jokic seemed to take that matchup personally. Uh, so the Lakers really need Anthony Davis back, and they need Anthony Davis at his absolute best back if the Lakers have a chance at turning this around. I still don't think AD coming back is enough to to put the Lakers back in that title conversation, but I would love to be wrong, and and I would love for Anthony Davis to prove me wrong because I, I you know while I think he was good by NBA player, player standards earlier this year, I didn't think he was very good by his own standards earlier this year, and he needs to get back to something closer to the Anthony Davis that we saw when the Lakers won a championship. From what I'm hearing also, Kendrick Nunn might also be on the mend as well. Uh, You know, he's been out for a really long time with this uh, bone bruise. Uh, Frank Vogel said before that he was kind of ramping up and that they are uh, working on hopefully getting him back soon. Uh, And I would imagine we should get none back around the same time that AD comes back, which makes it really interesting how they handled the Stanley Johnson situation. I would imagine, you guys are listening to this Monday morning, in the next few hours, I would imagine we're going to get some news about Stanley Johnson signing a second uh, 10-day contract with the Lakers. And if the Lakers are getting AD back and if they're getting Kendrick Nunn back during those 10 days, it makes me wonder, given the diminished role that Johnson has been playing lately, it makes me wonder if he is actually going to be signed for the remainder of the season after this next 10-day contract. I actually would probably lean towards them not bringing him back for the rest of the, the season. I think it would be kind of a mistake. I think you'd need all the wings that you can possibly get your hands on at this stage of the season for the Lakers, but they seem content to roll out, you know, two and three guard lineups uh, and play even smaller on the wing than I think they necessarily have to. I thought it was a problem that they had in that Denver game where they were sending doubles to Jokic, but he's so much taller than everybody that is doubling him. He just threw the ball over the top of the of of the double and uh, really picked apart the Lakers. I think this is you know one spot where having a little bit more length across the roster would really help. But I I think based on the way that we have seen this team put together to this point this season, I'm not positive that the Lakers front office would agree with me. 
The Lakers play another really tough game. If you're thin at the center position tonight against the Utah Jazz, I don't think this game is going to go very well. Utah is a better team right now than the Lakers currently are. And Rudy Gobert is is out of COVID protocols and available to play for the Utah Jazz. So given the fact that the Lakers, now he's a very different player clearly than than Nikola Jokic. I think Jokic is is singularly talented when it, just in general, but also when it comes to taking apart this Lakers team. But uh, Gobert being able to basically elevate over the Lakers defense and and uh, punish the offense for going super small while also getting to... Now, the one thing that will be kind of interesting here is how LeBron attacks Gobert in space and whether the Lakers really lean heavily on that. But But I think for the Lakers, this game tonight against the Utah Jazz is going to be kind of tough. And, you know, the Lakers, again, you know, it comes down to the fact that they have a center on their roster right now in DeAndre Jordan who just isn't playable he only plays garbage minutes he's he's taking up a roster spot and beyond deandre you have dwight howard as your other center your your only traditional center and he's at a stage of his career where he can't play long minutes uh on a night-by-night basis and yeah the lebron thing worked for a little while but you know it feels a lot very gimmicky when when LeBron is out there at the five and the Lakers really need, especially in games and matchups like tonight, they really need a center. It it really turns out that the biggest person on the court in a sport that it really benefits you to be bigger than the person that you're playing against or the team that you're playing against. It turns out that being thin there and then being thin on the wing is a pretty brutal combination. So the Lakers right now sit 21 and 22 uh, they are clinging to the sixth spot, I believe, in, in the standings. And at the end of the day, it's it's really going to take a, a quite the effort for the Lakers, I think, to be competitive in this one. But look, Gobert is also out there subtweeting his team, and the Utah Jazz don't seem particularly happy organizationally, as one would expect when Danny Ainge walks into the building. Uh, the <laughs> Maybe the Lakers can catch these guys sleeping or bickering tonight, and they can come out with a win. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Uh, we, I have the the plan right now is to record an uh, AI show with uh, a good buddy of mine. Again, I don't like giving away guests, so that's the plan right now. I'm supposed to take today off, but you, it's not really like I'm working right now. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that recording goes, and we will be back to recap tonight's game against the Utah Jazz later tonight for tomorrow's lowdown. Check out silverscreenroll.com for further analysis as the Lakers get ready for this matchup. And again, as they get ready for trade season, Christian uh, Rivas put together a really good article where he asked some of the people who write for the various SB Nation teams uh, sites out there uh, about how they feel about Taylor Horton Tucker and that was a really interesting look. We know how Lakers fans feel about him. We know how the Lakers front office feels about him. But how is he viewed across the league is kind of the $100 million question. He did a really good job, Christian did, of uh, contextualizing those thoughts across the NBA in, in this specific way. So check that out. And then subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. 
send those five-star reviews for a Mailbag Monday episode that I'm hoping to record today. Though, again, I'm supposed to be off, so we'll see how that goes. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin. Saying have a good one.